For CertSecurity.com, I'm Rob Westervelt. You're listening to Security Wire Weekly for July 11th, 2007. This edition, we'll talk with security researchers Tom Cross and David Dewey about Microsoft's latest round of security patches. Tom and David are with IBM's Internet Security Systems X-Force team. Also, Google acquires Postini and a zero-day auction site goes online. Microsoft released six security updates Tuesday, three addressing flaws in Excel, Windows, and the .NET framework. The .NET flaws allow attackers to launch malicious code remotely against client machines using Microsoft's .NET platform, which is used to build and run specialized applications. Microsoft said attackers could exploit the third flaw to access sensitive information on web servers running ASP.NET. Microsoft also addressed a serious flaw in implementations of Active Directory on Windows 2000 Server and Windows Server 2003, that could be exploited to launch malicious code remotely or cause a denial of service. The third critical bulletin released this month by Microsoft addressed a variety of flaws in Microsoft Excel. Next, we'll talk with security researchers Tom Cross and David Dewey about Microsoft's latest round of security patches. But first, this message. Do you know what to look for when shopping for password management and provisioning tools? If not, then there's no better time to learn than right now. Check out SearchSecurity.com's newest Identity and Access Management Security School lesson using IAM tools to improve compliance. In this lesson, expert Tom Bowers reveals how to save money, plug the holes in your IAM strategy, and most importantly, improve your compliance efforts. You'll learn how technology can help map IAM technologies and business processes, best practices for privilege management, and how to find the right product for the right price when it's time to make a purchase. Go back to school today. Visit searchsecurity.com slash IAM school. That's searchsecurity.com slash IAM school. With me to discuss Microsoft's Patch Tuesday bulletins is Tom Cross and David Dewey. They're security researchers with IBM's Internet Security Systems X-Force team. Tom, David, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for having us on. Which one of the flaws addressed this month was actually discovered by the X-Force team? Uh, Rob, this is Tom Cross. Uh, the, um, the Active Directory vulnerability was discovered by our uh, researcher, Neil Mehta. David, how was it discovered? We conduct you know, thorough audits of uh, software packages and products that we consider to be enterprise class and, and uh, that would be deployed by our customer base. Uh, we periodically circle back and go through a number of these different products that we think um, could pose the largest risk if they were to contain a vulnerability to our customer base. Mm-hmm. So in this particular case, Neil um, just happened to decide that he was going to go ahead and take a look at Active Directory as it's obviously deployed in just about every single one of our customers' environments to see if it could possibly contain any vulnerabilities that they would be concerned about. Sure. Now, Tom, where is this security flaw? Uh, it's in the LDAP uh, um, message parser. And and why is it so critical? What what, what makes it that critical well, level, in your opinion? So Active Directory uh, is sort of the keystone of a modern Windows enterprise network. 
uh, in terms of handling, uh, um, you know, the the accounts and, and permissions in the in the uh, in the domain. So if a if a bad guy were to get control of your Active Directory server, he would have a lot of influence over um, the security policy in your enterprise. And is it a buffer overflow? Yes, it is. How how can you give a sense of how widely spread this is? Are we talking hundreds of users or thousands? I mean, any large uh, organization or even medium-sized organization that has uh, primarily Windows desktops would be likely to have an Active Directory server. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And how hard is it to exploit? Well, this is David. I'll, I'll handle that one. There, this, this is uh, pretty intricate in the way that it, it is exploited. Um, this is not to say that it's not possible, and we've seen very similar types of vulnerabilities that require this level of in intricacy in the past <coughs> be exploited and widely used uh, in, in, the, in the wild. So um, th this is more simple than just a, a simple, straightforward stack overflow, um, but uh, that is not to say that, that we won't see exploitation. I, I fully expect to see exploitation of this vulnerability. Okay. And uh, I, 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 let me just interject, uh, this is Tom, that, that sure. we, uh, we do have a, a, a reliable remote exploit in our lab. Uh, that that you know when when Neil uh, found this vulnerability, he went back and verified that that it could be exploited reliably, so that we were sure that uh, um, you know we fully understood its implications before we uh, uh, attempted to um, uh, to try to mitigate it. David, how would you rate this compared to other vulnerabilities this year? This is one of the top. Um, this sort of sits um, similar uh, in a similar scope of severity as the server service vulnerability that came out in 2006. I believe was MS 06040. Um, it sits right about on the same uh, scale of criticality. Let's talk about some of the other uh, flaws that were patched that were rated critical. Um, one was with Excel. Yeah, um, this is sort of a recurring trend that we're seeing nowadays, where uh, you know, and hackers are sort of targeting these uh, office documents, different types of content that they can then leverage in an attack. Uh, sort of an interesting scenario because you know, th these types of hacks, you know, five, ten years ago were sort of considered lame by the, the hacking community and they didn't really get anywhere near them. Uh, they were then found, you know, as I I'm not sure if it was the cause of sort of the, the stuff that wasn't considered lame ten years ago starting to dry up or if they're starting to realize that these attacks can actually be leveraged to actually gain access to end users and, and access to data that they find uh, to be critical. Uh, but we're starting to see, obviously, this massive upswing in the targeting of, of Microsoft Office. Um, the one that's in this month, um, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to call any more or any less attention to it than all of the ones that have been in previous patches. Mm -hmm. It's all right about the same. Tom, how about the critical flaws in the .NET framework? Yeah, there's, there's actually three different vulnerabilities, this is Tom. There are three different vulnerabilities that are patched in the .NET framework. One of them is a... One of them is just an information disclosure issue that, well, it's actually an authentication bypass, but it, it's related to uh, uh, the way that ASP.NET applications are, are written. Uh, it depends on what you've done with your ASP.NET app. The other two are um, the other two are remote code execution to the browser. And, uh, you know, this is, I mean, it's kind of related to the Excel issue in that uh, .NET, the .NET framework creates this really complex, essentially attack surface in the browser uh, with this, you know, this, this feature set that allows compiled binaries to be uh, shipped down from the uh, from the web server to the browser and executed in the browser. And so anything 
binary is, is going to be fairly complicated. And uh, you know, the more complex your interface is, uh, the you know, the greater the possibility that there's some bug in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, stuff like this, um, you know, is is you know, it creates a at least from a statistical point of view, it creates an environment where uh, vulnerabilities are are likely to happen, uh, and that's what you're seeing. Were there any other flaws addressed by Microsoft this month that you found particularly interesting? Well, I, the other, in addition to the uh, the Active Directory issue, we're right. also uh, concerned about um, MS0441, uh, mm -hmm. which is the uh, which is the IIS vulnerability. Uh, this vulnerability was was first um, was first disclosed back in 2005 as a denial of service issue, uh, and what has happened is new information has recently come to light. Uh, that this vulnerability can can be remotely exploited, and so any any remote code execution issue that allows an attacker to take control of a uh, externally facing web server is a pretty serious problem. Uh, this this one only affects uh, IIS version 5.1, um, but uh, it's interesting. So uh, you know, I, IBM recently uh, announced uh, that they were looking to acquire a company called uh, Watchfire, uh, and the researchers at Watchfire are actually responsible for figuring out that this particular denial of service issue could actually be exploited uh, to get remote code execution. And their research uh, sort of forces the security community to look at a lot of bugs like this that had been disclosed a long time ago, um, maybe in a new light. Uh, uh, and so they're, they're going to be speaking at the upcoming Black Hat conference in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks about uh, their, their approach. Uh, and so we think that that's, that's interesting work, and it may result in some other old vulnerabilities that had been uh, sort of looked, this, looked past, uh, you know, becoming, uh, becoming uh, a critical issues. What kind of new light? What do you mean? Well, I mean, basically they're able to take uh, uh, vulnerabilities that, you know, previously have been considered uh, uh, not very serious um, and, uh, and demonstrate that you can get remote code execution out of them. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into too much detail about the way that they do that because uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to scoop their uh, their presentation. But um, their, uh, their their work is very interesting. We'll have to wait for a black hat then to hear more about it. That was Tom Cross and David Dewey of IBM's Internet Security Systems Exports team. In other news, Google has agreed to acquire security and compliance vendor Pustini for $625 million. Pustini is based in San Carlos, California, and it sells email and messaging and security compliance tools. It has about 35,000 customers. Its services include message security, archiving, encryption, and policy enforcement to protect a company's email instant messaging and other web-based communications. The acquisition could enable the search engine giant to better compete against Microsoft, which sells spam and virus protection with Exchange Server. It also gives Google better access to email administrators that are part of Pustini's customer base. The acquisition is expected to close at the end of September. And finally this week, a Swiss organization called Wabi Sabi Lobby has started up a marketplace for zero-day flaws that will work much like the online auction site eBay. At least one analyst said the move is almost certain to fuel new debate over how flaws should be disclosed. Among the first vulnerabilities available for a price is an unpatched buffer overflow flaw in Yahoo Messenger 
Wabi Sabi Lobby CEO Herman Zampariolo said the portal was established to sell security research because very few researchers are able to or willing to report their findings to the right people out of fear of being exploited. That ends this edition of Security Wire Weekly. In the coming weeks, we'll be moving our podcast to a new RSS feed. More information will be available at searchsecurity.com slash podcast. And as always, you can get the latest news and information at our news page at searchsecurity.com slash news. For now, I'm Rob Westervelt. Have a great day.